In our previous conversations, we talked about the educational system and how we are overproducing people with skills that we don't really need. Dan, I think you made that point. Yeah. Yeah, and we talked about this humanities. Is it the humanities, right? Social sciences, especially. Yeah. And then um, there are so many causes in there that we don't really need as a country in the numbers that we produce. And then I mentioned that there are, we, we are probably thinking like that because that's what we did. Those are the causes we studied. And there are people who did more technical causes or learned real skills that can be used in the real world. And for some reason, they are not able to use them or start things to make use of what they have learned. And uh, today we have Bruce on because he knows a lot uh, about that because he studied agribusiness. But I'll let him do the talking. So Bruce, maybe you can tell us what you studied and then what university and a little bit about the whole course. Oh, okay. All right, thank you guys very much for having me on your platform. Okay, I'm Bruce, a level 300 student at the University of Energy and Natural Resources. Um, agribusiness. Actually, our that's campus in, is on. That's in Sunyani, right? In our Doma campus. Oh, really? There's a Doma campus? Yeah, Doma. Wow. We have three campuses. Okay. That's the nice. main campus, which is at Sunyani, and we have um, the School of Sciences, which is supposed to be at Kenyasi in the half region oh, okay but it, it is still under construction so we have no uh-huh. moving yet and we have the domal campus that's where i am currently at um the domal campus is just for agri programs so that's where you can find a school of agriculture oh okay oh, that's interesting so over there um talking about agribusiness we um, offer the course agribusiness all right and we are fortunate enough to have some of the top gurus of agribusiness in Ghana here as our lecturers and some also come to pay visits because it's a new university they just want to um, keep their support on it so that it will just grow as much as they want it because um, as you can see in Ghana here if you have a field, you always like to grow it so that people who are coming out of it will actually have a benefit of it. So we have some people, some top people, um, both in agribusiness and agri, visiting us from time to time. Uh, I was going to ask about the course, the courses that are done there. Is it like mostly theory or you guys have a lot of practical lessons and does it mean when people graduate from there, do they really know what they've learned? Can they actually do what they've learned? Yeah, um, yeah. It's um, I, I if I'm 
to take it in a percentage wise, I would say it's fifty five percent practical. Because um, taking out the look of our lectures, they don't really um, the school has made it in such a way that they don't really pick people who are really into the academia. Mm-hmm. They go out people who are really like really all into the academia. They don't go in for such people. Wow. Um, for yeah, for some of our courses like marketing, for instance. Our marketing lecturer is a man who has been in the um, insurance industry for almost 25 years. I see. Yeah. So he was the former uh, regional uh, coordinator for Dan World Insurance. So with such a person, he when he's lecturing, he doesn't really go straight into what's in the book. He lectures and still brings out what's in the real world. So he makes us know. And as a part of that, they've also made their structure in such a way that level 300 second semester, if you don't go to campus, they push you to any firm, any agriculture firm or something, so that you will have um, a real three world months, experience. Yeah, a three months um, working experience. You come back, you write reports on it, and you then uh, um, have your presentation on that. And that's what they used to assess you for your level 300 second semester. So they really make sure um, we go through the practical aspect. Yeah, the practical aspect, not just the theory. Well, that's that's interesting. I think that's a nice approach they are using over there. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I think if that's the approach, it's a very good approach. Yeah, but yeah. I, can I ask questions now? Sure. Why not? Yeah, you can. So I want to ask right now. So if somebody wants to actually enter into agribusiness, right, considering all the okay. options of whether a person is into livestock or plant side <laughs> of agri or the animal side or specific crops, Based on your experience or what you've learned so far, like what advice do you give okay. to the person? Since you want to be very practical. Yeah. Okay. What you should go into. Or how you should go about <laughs> it. How you should go about yes. it. Okay, for me, if I am to give my um, side of opinion, it, yeah. I might be biased because no, I don't no, be really biased. like it's, it's very good to be biased. Okay, yeah. okay. I don't really like crop farming. Okay. I don't like crop farming in the sense that I believe, I think crop farming, you don't really have control of some of the factors that affect them. And that makes it very difficult for you to um, work with that. Um, let's take it for instance, mm-hmm. climate. Okay. In a situation where you want to plant something that you don't have a well-structured um, irrigation system and you depend solely on rain, to um, irrigate your crops you know you it might get yeah. to a point where um, you know Ghana system right now the climate is changing to get to a point where you have challenges with that yeah, and in a situation where you are doing um, cash crop it will be very difficult to irrigate it because you know cash crop the trees most trees grow <clears throat> taller and the farmlands are always big it's not like um, the vegetable the perishable that you just do it maybe three months within some small acres. 
So you so um I am I I am a um, animal uh, animal man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I really believe animal. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think in as much as um the factors that can affect it like bacteria and other yeah. diseases. Yeah. Yes. I think those things can come when in a way you can control it because you can control can the uh, number of people who yeah who enter there and stuff like that like if you put in correct measures it will be difficult for your animals to be infected so that's how I'm biased about it. but even that could have some they could they could so what you're trying to say is you could, even though there are so many factors involved with the animal one as well you at least yeah. have control more control is that the case yeah you, you yeah you, you you have more control over it so, so i think from what you are saying what i'm understanding is that it is harder to control in the crops especially if you are depending on the weather right yeah so what if let's say you're in control of your irrigation like you, you found a way to irrigate your farm would that change okay. your stand Okay in 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 crop farming except a few cash crop you you look at um, it this way most of the time we always that in crop farming that's where we always have the bumper harvest yeah except some few cash crop like cashew and um, cocoa that you will not face to such situations but imagine you are planting mango for instance there is always a point in um, the year where mangoes become so common that mm-hmm. they start selling some at a very cheap price okay okay and if you're not lucky and your yield um, um your harvest is meet these times um trust me you are not really going to get the, hope. Them. <laughs> <laughs> the profit uh, that you you you, you, desire. you you really wanted to okay, get i think it yeah. makes sense it makes sense yeah but but with a with a um animal in as much as the animal later. will be yeah the animal will be eating and will be wasting food. at least you can somehow control how you you um, you want the production to go mm. at least if you are doing goods or pigree you know when to cross them mm-hmm. and how to um, manage them to meet your Demand, uh, harvest period yeah. okay mm, so when it's far so, away from the, the time where there's high demand for it you can choose to cut down on their food yeah yeah you can choose to <laughs> cut down it yeah. yeah i guess it makes sense it makes sense i'll come back again okay, okay. so uh taking you back to the school issue do you have okay. people who left or who graduated and then or when people let me put it this way when people graduate what do they get into what do they do uh, oh what do, do they, they go they and do? work in the bank after all the practical <laughs> lessons oh okay okay actually it's a new university and um our first batch the first the pi- our pioneers they the first batch graduated in 2018 if i'm not wrong yeah wow. 2018 yeah because the our campus was set um 2014 so i see the first batch came 2018 and they were three students currently the information i'm having is that two of them are in um german um, making their having their masters the school we have a link with german a, a school in german that um, after your uh, your um, 
your whole four years if you are interested you can yeah. get a scholarship to further your education yeah you're saying two of them are into but they are now um uh, having their masters wow yeah and then the other it's one like because because um it's a we are still fresh like uh, most uh students are not many yeah most of the time when they graduate they, they still stay in the school to have their um, um, national service they are TAs. interesting and through that process they get scholarships and I they see. move outside yeah so um right now i'm aware of about seven students who are like outside the country having their masters and all of them went through the same the process, process like as T's yeah um, um quick 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 question okay yeah yeah uh, do you think you are going to come back to Ghana <laughs> okay um, with that one I think so and I yeah I think so wow yeah, so yeah because they are going um, to come back yeah. and they are going to apply what they study in Ghana after you know looking at how our system is Mm. Okay, um you know with humans you cannot really predict. Yeah, like some some may look back to their um where they came from and see the system okay. and be like okay, I'm Okay, let me let me let, let me make it very simple. If it okay. was you, okay, if you get the opportunity to go to Germany <laughs> to do your masters in agribusiness, would you come back to Ghana? Yeah, I may I I'll come back to Ghana. No, in in a case where you have an opportunity to apply it there, in a case where you get a good opportunity to there. there no, Germany, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Would I would coming back to Ghana. I, I wouldn't come back to Ghana. Thank you. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't come back to Ghana. You know, uh, can you please explain why you wouldn't you want to come back to Ghana? Oh, oh, um, the reason being that our system is such a way that it doesn't really favor the agriculture. Hmm. Please explain for us. Uh, that is why you are there. Oh, that is why I'm. Like that is why you are studying it to try and fix things. Yes, that is why I'm studying it. Yes, no doubt. But but then you know, um, a system is not just made of an individual. Right, <laughs> you can't fix everything yourself. So if you have the chance to go into a better place, you have only one life, I guess. So then, my following question, okay? So then, what what do you think that we need to do? As in, the, if you had a chance to change things in Ghana, let's say you have you had the power to change things, what do you think needs to be done, okay? So that when people like you get a chance to go outside you come back to apply yeah before he he answers the question i'd like to add that it's some it's it could be somewhat disappointing because here we are talking about people who go to actually learn how to do the real stuff and i was hoping to hear that when they graduate they actually go and do something and then here's the case when they graduate they all vanish and it kind of brings us to square one unless they return which most Ghanaians would rather not but then again you yeah so <laughs> you 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 let's 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 go with the question David <laughs> okay um we, with a question what I think should be done in the Ghanaian system is I think there should be more um, training and there should be more 
opportunities. You, I, I know we don't create opportunities, but then it's, it's something that we, we should look upon because uh, looking at the Ghanaian system, we just talk about agribusiness, but the implication is really, the application is really minimal. Is it about money? Talk about. Uh, some, it's not all about money. You know, Ghanaian system is made in such a way that it doesn't really favor the um, the private sector. So is it about taxes? If you, like, if it could be a little specific uh-huh. about the opportunities you are talking about. Like, uh, uh-huh. so that... Because Dave is, okay, an, exp- is an aspiring like, MP. Yeah, so... <laughs> he could fix all these things for us. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, the opportunities... Yes. Are, mm-hmm. Yeah... Like about training, yeah, training, and um, sometimes money, yeah, money oh, no, to start. See, uh, like, earlier, you said that um, in school, about sixty-five percent of your education is is, is training and it's um, it's technical. Practical. You said something like that. Yeah. Practical. Yes, yes. But, but right now, I'm, I'm I'm talking about Ghana as a whole, not like my school. Oh, so they should train the people in Ghana. Oh, I, I need to understand yeah. that, but. Yeah. So the people in farming. Yeah, the people in farming because oh, okay. um, I think with agribusiness, yeah, with agribusiness, it's not um, if you're an agribusiness person, you are more or less an entrepreneur. Because um, taking talking about the agriculture itself, that's the production. Right from production, you go into um, the processing and the value chain. That's where the agribusiness comes inside. So if you don't really have that entrepreneurial skills to handle those um, things, that's where you have the problem. Like that's where you face the problem in the agri uh, the agribusiness sector. Yeah. So we need people so, with those skills. Is that a case? Yeah, like the skills and money. Right? Yeah, to, yeah. To, to farm some young. Willing business, okay. So, I'm coming, yeah. I'm coming. So, you are saying that what we need is to train people to be good agribusiness people and fund them. No, he added, he added, yeah, money, that's true, and fund them to enter into agribusiness, right? Is no, is that like okay? um, So, what else? I want to know all the ingredients that we need because right now (laughs) we've had training uh, and then capital, right? So, what else do we need? Yeah, if if you give them the capital and you don't train them, they will end up wasting it. Sure. So we've trained them, given them capital. Yeah. What else do they need? Or oh, they yeah. are good now. Yeah. They are good and now. Just put them out because yeah, because okay. they have the skills. Okay. They, we, we already have the potentials. Okay. It will amaze you to know when they open um, uh, an every business forum where you have a pitch and you see the kind of ideas people bring out. But all these people at the end, what happens is. Um, they have the knowledge, the 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 idea, yeah, no, everything, well, but they don't have they they don't have the skills and the um, the money to start that. Mm. And even if they have the skills, that as I earlier on said, is and as an agri business person, you are more or less an entrepreneur. Mm. So how to manage that is also an, another issue. Okay. So okay. if we are able to get these things in board, I think uh, Ghana agri business. Because most of these people, when they are coming out like that, they'll come out as private individuals. Okay. So that's money. At, um, at, at what level do you suggest that uh, this training is done? 
is it when they are still when the agribusiness students are still in school or after they, they leave school I think when they are after they are they've been through school because um, I have a situation where um, just 2019 2019 those who completed those who graduated someone was posted uh, was posted in uh, an agri business student he he was posted to DVLA he was posted to DVLA um, just DVLA. imagine DVLA you have wow. your national service at DVLA I don't know if That's any nurse waste. has been ever posted there as uh, like as a nursing um, student you, you don't get posted to DVLA in those places. You will definitely post you to a hospital where, as you are even doing your service, at least you'll be practicing yeah. and you'll be getting more um, knowledge, yeah. Uh, yeah, ideas and more skills to handle issues. But in a case where the person has been um, posted to DVLA right after school, you get money from there. <laughs> but, you know, the, 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 the irony of this thing is during national service, you know, the students themselves will go and do moves that they want to go to Talu or you and they want to go to. I mean, they know they study agri business, but they want to go to petroleum. They want to go kind of shit. Yeah, it's true. That's, that's it's very true. true. It's very true. It's just by the way, yeah. people just want the money. Okay, so at the end, you see, you go through um, the, your one-year um, service and you will come home with nothing because at the end, DVLA cannot employ you because you are you don't have any idea, like, uh, much knowledge about what they are doing. I'm a guru boy. Stuff, but that, yeah. That, yeah, that's not your, that's not your <laughs> skill. Yeah. So I think the government should, should, should stick to that. So if I if, if I get you right, what you are saying is okay. all agribusiness students should be posted to agribusiness related firms. Not yeah, like to agribusiness firms. And you know, one problem that we have in Ghana is also that uh, is is that the agriculture sector is just like um, um, limited. If I'm right, because looking at um, the way agriculture sector is. It's just cocoa board, and if no cocoa board, it's mufa. I'm talking for like, in, like yeah. about the government. Apart from, like, apart from yeah. cocoa board, nothing else is really well organized. Yeah, at that level. And 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 just imagine if all agribusiness students or agri students are supposed to be posted to these places. You you know, we definitely have a joke uh, over there. So somebody has to go to DVLA. <laughs> the way that thing go yeah. there. It's, it's not like it's, it's not like somebody has to go to DVLA but then if maybe a gov- the government to set up a, a, maybe a, an organization that looks at processing anything relating to agri like processing or something that will um, boost that sector at least people will, will still go there have their service and have attachment, internship. Uh, there's, there's, there's a prevailing issue. There are lots of people when they are posted to say they should go. They are when they are posted to into remote places to do stuff like this. They don't want to go. I mean, it's it happens. Everyone wants yeah. to be. Everyone wants to be in an office. Everyone wants to do. So, but I. 
Exactly. Everybody wants it AC sign. So how 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 do we fix this when the students themselves are not willing to apply what they've studied? And uh, this one there is out of is out. You you can't give an answer. Yo, I can give an answer because I I was one I was one um, I was a, I was once a victim of just Wow. I remember when I completed the suggest I was um, buying forms to go to um, university. And all the courses that I dreamt of doing, I was a science student actually. I just wanted to be a pharmacist and nothing else. If not pharmacy, then my dad and mom should get me money and go to uh, China or something to read medicine. That was what I wanted. Wow. But my, my dad brought up the idea that he has a farm. He's setting up a farm at the Chiman and he wants me to do anything relating to our grade so that at least I can have that knowledge and manage it for him. And I, I, I was not really into it. Like, I just thought as a young guy, why would you be doing our grade? It's because of the perception that we have about our grade. And I think it's not our fault. It's just um, casting back how we see farmers to be like. Because the moment you say you're a farmer, people just assume it's you, you must be in dirty clothes, torn clothes, and you must have the, the like a cutlass and everything carrying basket to the to the farm every day. Like you see that stress. So until we change our mind about that, I think that thing will um, continue to be there. Do you think people so will change? It's just about the perception. So if we make the youth know there is money in exactly, it, not just money, like um, agric is life because. If we don't have food, we all die. So that one there, we don't care. Yep, money. Yep, money. At the end of the day, you cannot fry or boil money. You have to use the money to buy food. Okay, so um, so then probably you are suggesting that maybe right from the grassroots, when you are in class one, class two, the um, you know, our teachers put. They, they stop putting those things in our head. Yeah, if they, they it's, I think it's just the perception, and, and I don't know how I, I, I don't know how you can erase that perception. I mean, in primary school, they glorify being a doctor, a pilot, bank manager. Just imagine um, a, a class one boy telling his teacher, "I want to be a farmer in the future." Look at how the the the, the, the teacher will look at him. Yeah. Uh, have you ever thought of that? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's, what's wrong with this guy? It, it would be like, you, you are not serious. Yeah, you are not serious. You must not be doing but well academically me, are, to say such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but trust me, there are, there are farmers who are millionaires in Ghana. Personally, I've seen one. Yeah, so you, you were saying that if I went to Doma, I would see a lot of things that would blow my mind. Yeah. Doma. That's, that's, that's where I school went. Yeah. There are a lot of things that I think um, if uh, I never knew of these things until I went there. And when people say it, maybe you might not believe it until you see it for yourself. So what are some of these things that we need to see for people to know that, look, this, this thing is actually lucrative and you, you could do much better oh. if you move okay. into it, yeah. Okay. I think currently in Ghana, Doma is the... Um, um, the hub. Yeah, Doma is the highest producer of 
um, eggs. Poultry eggs. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, and trust me, like just as we hear poultry farm, poultry farm all the time, trust me, the, the money in it is... <laughs> It's not. It's not just easy as we see it. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot because when you go there, like almost every big house, big car, anything big that you see, just for a poultry farm, and I can say seventy to eighty percent of them are just straight into poultry farming, and not just poultry farming, not the broilers, the layers in particular. I see. And it will amaze you to know that every Sunday we have people, uh, cars coming as far as from Niger and Mali to carry eggs from Doma to that place. Aside the ones they bring to uh, Accra and the other part of the of Ghana. So is there anything special is there anything special about Doma why people get their eggs from there? Because I knew one guy when when I was back in the university. He was from Doma. And he, he, okay. he were into poetry. But I remember okay. one harrowing story that he told. I think when we were level 100, he said their farm was attacked with Newcastle disease. And all his father's birds died. He almost couldn't come back yeah. to school. Yeah, now he's a medical officer somewhere. But it scared me a okay. bit. Yeah, so I want to know what's so special about Doma. Is it because of their weather or they know something that that's why, I don't know, all of them are into poetry farming like that. Is there something special there? That, that that one I I, I don't sure. really know, oh, but okay. what I think is um, is because um, uh, people around there oh, so have like seen culture. what poetry, yeah, like culture, and they know what uh, the, um, the the poetry farm can do for them. So that's why everyone is getting into it because if you you know a business that will yield more than whatever that you are thinking of, I think we are we do business because of profit. So. So people like that will look at you funny when you talk about yeah. life in the city or looking for a white collar job. Yeah. So so the whole point is people don't know. People don't know. I, and I never knew until I read there too. I see. That's a big eye opener over there. Dan. So what do you think? Yeah, you are uh, going to pers- start one yourself, or you are scared of <laughs> Newcastle disease. <laughs> okay, so personally, one thing I've learned about at least doing farming is that like, HR is very important. Honestly, <sighs> I don't know. I think I told you that I started yeah. a farm here. Unfortunately for me, I was very very bereft of time. I didn't have a lot of time on my hands, and okay. we ended up losing everything because the person quote-unquote the Libra or the farmer who was in charge didn't care as much as maybe he should have and something <laughs> could be said about me too because I thought my school was more important than the farm so we ended up losing all our investment yeah, because the man didn't care and they were vegetables think green pepper cabbage and stuff so we lost everything so what I learned from that experience was that it's very important the person that you have taking care of the farm for you and then I'm sure that Bruce might have such experience because let's say Dave and I Dave is in Accra I'm also somewhere somewhere and we've heard about this nice news about poetry in Doma yeah. and then we connect with somebody yeah. there 
they will just send the person money to do the farm for us. It's a very high probability that we lose our money. Yeah, that, that's the worst thing you can possibly do. Yeah, so I think in as so much as people want to enter into farming, I think it's important that we understand that you should make time yeah. to visit the farm or have somebody who is extremely trustworthy. That is very rare. So maybe you have yeah. to take that responsibility and I think so that we one can substitute yeah. supervision. Yeah. That's one yeah, you, you, you have to be involved if yeah. you want to do it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. And so, true. Bruce, basically yeah. what I've learned from you today is that if you want to improve agriculture in Ghana, you should train every single farmer, no matter how small their farm is, to understand the importance of certain basic things about business, right? Like cost, yeah. profit, demand. What exactly the farming entails? Maybe this is what you should do, like farming practices which are good. Like we should train every single farmer to know what's best, and also we should fund farming, right? Yeah. We should fund it yeah. and make sure that people who enter into farming don't feel like they are alone. Yeah. That there's no stigma around farming, so that the youth can enter yeah. farming, because everybody eats, no matter how rich or poor they are. So from what I've learned today, train and then support them with capital. I don't know what yeah. food and planting for food and job and entails. And I don't think we can get the Greek minister on. I'm sure he would have told us that there. Wish that somebody can access credits to start a farm. Maybe we should take that upon ourselves and do that research. I'm sure there are avenues to get credit for farm. Oh yeah, they I'm are. very, very sure they of are. that. Yeah, but yeah. as to how is but that... I guess, yeah, it's what you, you never know. know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'll take that upon myself. And try and get that information yeah. so that Bruce can apply what he's learned. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce is fine. Bruce is fine. He has his plans. Yeah. He has a family. <laughs> it's. I think it's. I'll let yeah, him answer. Yeah. We have yeah. we have a family farm. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. And if he told you how much they were raking in on a daily basis, you'd probably quit your job. Yeah. yeah you can tell me. Let me quit. Tell us, tell us, you enjoy a human. But we'll cut this part out, don't worry. I know I'm come and attack you. And we don't have Arm Roberts to listen. Uh, yeah, I think that, that, that one should be, should be after everything. Oh, okay, okay. No, but, but yeah. you know, I have, I, have, I, have, I have a few questions. I don't know if I can ask. Okay. Oh, you, you can. Also, you know, um, I, I did my national service at PBC Limited, okay? So I had the opportunity okay. to yeah, to okay. travel throughout like almost the whole of Ghana, looking at wow. cocoa farms and stuff like that. So okay. what what I realized was that there was a lot of focus on the cash crops. There was a lot of focus on the exports, the ones that you know go outside. But you know what we see right now is the basic food, the the um. The, the tomatoes and the, and, and the little, little ones that, you know, we can consume ourselves right here in Ghana. What is happening is there, there is a lot of influx from outside. Okay? There is a lot yeah. of imports. It's, it's as if most of what you are eating in Ghana is being imported. So yeah. with that particular issue, how can, we, how can we sort it out? How can we fix that? You know, things like rice, we import. Everything is important. It's as if for those things, we have 
we have neglected those ones and we are always focusing on cocoa every day cocoa. How can we how can you yeah. sort that issue out? It's very it's very very important. I think I nearly forgot about this. Thank you for as you were saying, there is a lot of focus on um, cocoa. Let's ask ourselves why why is there a lot of um, 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 a lot of attention on it? It's just because it gives the government direct money. Straight up. Yeah. Just let's just imagine this poor um, uh, tomato farmer who who harvests his cook uh, his tomato and bring it to the market, sells it at the end of the day, how much does the government get from it? Not much. Not much. And if you have to compare the prices of cocoa, the international market, to the amount that goes to the farmer, you can see the government is getting so much from it. And that's why there is a lot of uh, uh, attention on it. So it's said that if uh, much attention, uh, if much money is not gotten from it, there is no attention, like, to the side of the government. And I think the government does not really concentrate on the well-being of those farmers. Because because if um, uh, much attention is really created on it, there will be processing industries that will probably um, be set in order to buy all these things when there is bumper harvest. It will surprise you to know the price of um, this thing. Tomatoes when during the bumper harvest, like when it's so much in the system, can get some as as cheap as one CD. They, they will give you so many that you cannot even use for within two weeks. <laughs> so what are we now doing to these farmers? Someone will go and labor for how many who God knows the number of months that they, 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 they will spend, the amount that will enter, the effort and everything. They will they will come out and you have these situations. I remember our farm at um, Techman, there was a man who planted this uh, uh, tomatoes. And just as it did, thank God, right, he didn't come to the farm again. One day I met him and I asked him, and he said, if he wants to go and look for Motokia, the, um, the, that tricycle, yeah. to come and pick these things from the farm and he sends it back to the market he will run at a loss just if you not even get money to pay the motor care wow that's how bad it is so he just left everything in the market in the farm if you are passing by and you know and it's in the bush people don't really come people someone will not travel that far to come and harvest it when he can get it once again but don't you think these are some of the things you're talking about that the training the entrepreneurial yeah. stuff helps because and, why would and, you go he should, this is something he should have calculated before going in should have calculated yeah, the distance and all that and the uh, scale uh, at which to produce to make a profit if you're going to be transporting yeah. them to a far yeah. place so I'm sure and, it's, and it ties the, into the, what you were saying okay yeah and the processing industry that I was talking about if we have processing industries for some of these things converting this thing into mental base it was it, it will make it at least to increase the lifespan of this yeah. this product yeah and make it worthwhile for people if, to yeah and trust me if there is a board that takes charge of all these things they will have standardized price and you you can you can really 
um, know your way forward when you are going into some of these things. It's exactly what I was going to say that maybe we need a tomato board, we need a yam board <laughs> for all these different crops so that the same way everything is going on well, or not maybe not well, but better with cocoa. What I'm saying is that maybe we need a board for, like I was saying, all these different yeah, crops so that as time goes on, we have uh, uh, or some regulator who makes sure all these different crops do well and we're able to export as much as we do with cocoa. It might be the way forward for us to improve this, the whole sector. Yeah, this has been so. This 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 has been good. This has been good. So, anything else? Does anybody have anything else to? Any more questions? Elikem will conclude. What? I said Elikem will conclude. Okay, okay. But maybe uh, Bruce has some questions for us or something to say. Finally, to wrap up before I come in. Oh, like uh, it's just. Uh, um, the only thing I have to say is. Uh, I think I'm I'm really impressed with the with the fact that you guys are bringing out a platform that will address so many things that are affecting not just Ghana but the youth. Because right now, as we are growing forward, we are hoping. So I'm I'm really impressed with, with the way you are tackling these issues addressing it, hoping that one day someone will hear of our voices and probably um, bring out a solution to it, oh. help us find solutions to it. We, so, um, I'm, I'm really impressed. And thank you all for having me. Well, we are glad you came on. And I, on behalf of Dave and Dan, are flattered. Or I am flattered on their behalf. School, school. <laughs> We are, uh, of course, we, we, we try to talk about stuff, but uh, maybe we are not tackling the stuff ourselves. Maybe we'll get to that later, but at least for now we are talking. And maybe if you listen to the other episode, you might not be uh, so full of praise, but. But now that you've said it, we, we, we'll, we'll try to tackle more issues. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 been great. Right. I'm glad we did this. So yeah, unless anybody has something else to say, I think we can end on this note. This has been good. This has been good, Bruce. Thanks a lot. Thank you, You're Bruce. Welcome. Okay. Oh, you welcome. <laughs>